If you would turn with me to John chapter number 21. John chapter number 21. I've been preaching a series of messages. Now you only get to hear one of them. But uh, for, partly for the benefit of my family that uh, they're not hearing the same message over and over or uh, things like that. But uh, I've been preaching a series of messages on walking with God. And uh, people in, in the Scripture that walked with God, in the Bible, that we, characters that we know in the, in the Scripture that walked with the Lord. And so tonight I want to preach a message entitled, John the Beloved Walked with God in Rapture. Now by when I say rapture in the title, I'm not talking about the rapture. I'm talking about the, the idea of the, the rapture of just a great joy. Okay? So John chapter number 21, and let's read verses 20 down through verse number 24. John 21, verses 20 through 24. Here the Scripture says, Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, uh, uh, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, uh, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come... What is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren that the disciple, that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not to him, He shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifieth of these things. John, of course, writing here, and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did in uh, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your great love for us. Thank you for the Apostle John and Lord, how you used him in such a great way and in uh, many circumstances. And Lord, as he was used of you to pen the, the Gospel of John and the Epistles of John and then the, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for his being submissive to your will and his walking with you. And Lord, we, we desire to have that same close relationship with you that, uh, that John did. And Lord, I pray that we would see ourselves as John saw himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. Lord, we thank you for um, this account tonight. I pray that you would help us to be encouraged in our walk with thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, you know, John refers to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't think that John had the perspective that he was the only disciple that Jesus loved. But he had gotten hold of a wonderful truth, and that was that Jesus loved him personally. Amen. And Jesus loves me personally. He loves you personally. And we need to have a hold of that truth, as the Apostle John did, I believe. Um, in this series that I've preached so far, we've uh, looked at 11 different men who walked with God in their lives. Um, and uh, tonight, John, of course. But uh, uh, each one has something that made them stand out, in a sense, we might say, in their walk with the Lord. Uh, I preached Enoch walked with God in consistency. Adam walked with God in the Word. Moses walked with God in impossibility. Noah walked with God in spiritual adversity. Job walked with God in confusion. Abraham walked with God in faith. Joseph walked with God in integrity. David walked with God in worship. Uh, John the Baptist walked with God in expectancy. Peter walked with God in love. And tonight, uh, or Paul, and Paul walked with God in the Spirit. 
And tonight, uh, John walked with God in rapture. Um, So, John the Beloved, I chose John because every walk with God needs to have a destination in mind. Uh, If you're going on a walk, it's uh, usually not a haphazard thing. Um, I enjoy backpacking. uh, My family enjoys hiking. And uh, as a young man, uh, unmarried man, I would uh, spend the summers taking young men from our church uh, or from our Christian school backpacking for two two or three days at a time and trying to pour something into them and, uh, and help them walk with the Lord as they walked through the woods. But uh, having a destination in mind, if you just haphazardly wander through the woods, that can be quite uh, dangerous. Um, we were hiking in a state park in West Virginia last uh, little about, a little over a week ago and encountered a, about a three-and-a-half-foot rattlesnake. And uh, we walked circumspectly around him. But uh, our destination is what uh, lies beyond this life, really, as, as believers. And our walk with the Lord is going to end at that destination. Of course, the unbeliever has an eternity in judgment and torment of the lake of fire at the end of their walk, not with God, but their walk apart from God. And our job as Christians is to tell people about the glorious gospel of Christ and the good news that they don't have to end up in that place of torment in hell and the lake of fire, but there is a Savior who has died for them, has paid the penalty for their sin, and offers the gift of salvation uh, as a gift and uh, that must be received by faith. So, uh, but uh, an eternity of blessedness with Christ in heaven and the new Jerusalem is the end of our walk. But it is important how we walk. Uh, aging comes quickly to all of us, and only yesterday it seems like we were you know, carefree children. Uh, it doesn't seem like that long ago that my wife and I were here with, uh, I don't know if we had Eric born yet or whether we were just by ourselves, but um, um, we were here in a missions conference uh, many years ago. But uh, you know, it doesn't seem that long since that happened. But it has been a long time, and, and uh, uh, we praise the Lord for the years that He's given us to serve Him. But we live, and we love, and we work, and we die. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 says, As it appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Now, all of us are going to face judgment. If you're, if you're not saved, you're going to face the judgment of, of God for your sin at the great white throne. And, uh, but all of us that are saved are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and face the judgment for our service for Him. And uh, either suffer loss of reward or have reward at that judgment seat. Uh, the Lord has made provision for man to escape eternal death and have salvation. And I'm so glad about that. And that's the purpose that we have as, as missionaries. Uh, the purpose I have as a pastor is to preach the gospel so that people do not have to end up on that path or stay on that path and they can uh, take a step toward Jesus Christ and receive Him as Savior and be on a new path. That straight and narrow way that we sang about a moment ago. The, uh, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28. Uh, Hebrews 9:28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for Him shall He appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And our walk with Christ needs to have our eye on that goal and our eye on the prize and that, uh, their eye on the, the destination that is there in front of us uh, in the future. Life is short. Death is sure. Sin is the cause of death, but Christ is the cure, uh, one has said. Paul said it all uh, when writing the epistle of the Philippians in Philippians chapter 1, verses 20 to 23. He said this, according to my earnest expectation and my hope 
that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. He desired that his walk with Christ would magnify Christ. Um, And then he goes on in verse 21, he says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Um, the Apostle Paul walked with God, of course, and uh, John the Beloved here walked with God. The Apostles misunderstood uh, in our text this evening. The Apostles misunderstood what our Lord said to Peter. Um, John chapter 22, 21, verses 22 to 23, Jesus said, uh, Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Uh, In other words, Jesus was saying to John, Don't worry about, uh, I mean, to Peter, don't worry about John. (laughs) Then he said to Peter, Follow me, follow thou me. and so there was a misunderstanding, and it explains that there in verse 23. John explains that. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren, that the disciples should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, he shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? And I think there may have been some, something prophetic there as well. The basic thing that Jesus was saying to Peter was that Peter needed to focus on his walk with Christ and on serving the Lord and doing God's will for his life and not worry about what God's will for John's life was. And sometimes we get caught up in thinking about oh, what, what does the Lord want this person to do when I need to be focused on what the Lord wants me to do and be sure that I'm walking with Him each step of the way within His will. And I believe what Jesus said was prophetic of John receiving the revelation on the Isle of Patmos and his, uh, his uh, seeing heaven and having the glimpse of heaven. Um, and also prophetic of a generation that uh, someday would not see death. Uh, and maybe, maybe you and I will be part of that generation. I don't know. Uh, when Christ returns and, and catches us up to be with Him. I hope so, but uh, uh, whatever occurs is, is the Lord's will, I know. But I'm looking forward to the Lord Jesus' return, and I hope you are as well. And that's the goal, uh, the blessed hope that we have as we walk with Christ. Uh, John was special in, in many senses, as each of these men that I mentioned, uh, that I preached about before. But as the Holy Spirit inspired John to write the Gospel of John, John's name is never mentioned there in that gospel, as far as, uh, as, the, as the author. Um, but he calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, John was in the Spirit in the Lord's day, uh, there on the Isle of Patmos, uh, when the Lord appeared to him in, uh, in his glorified body. And now John had seen Jesus in his, uh, when he was glorified on, on the, you know, the mountain, uh, the Mount of Transfiguration earlier. But now John uh, sees the Lord Jesus in when he's there on the Isle of Patmos in this vision, uh, in his glorified body, and um, he's given the revelation that he is to write down as we have the book of Revelation at the end of our our New Testament. Um, And John, in in that sense, is a beautiful type of the church and the rapture of the church when the Lord says to John there in Revelation, come up hither. And uh, then he, you know, things are there on the earth, and he's talked to, to the different churches, and then uh, he says, come up hither, and he begins to see things that are in heaven. Um, nothing was said negative about John, really, in, in, uh, in the Gospels, so in a great way. Uh, you know, we see, we see Peter with chronic foot and mouth disease and all those things, uh, as he's opening his mouth all the time and saying something before he thinks. But uh, we don't see John doing that very much, um, and not a, not a lot is said about him. But when God sees each of us as his children, he sees us made worthy by the blood of Christ. Amen. 
and not as we are in the flesh. Now, was John a sinner? Yes. He needed a Savior. Uh, and he praised the Lord that he, rece- he, he was probably an Old Testament saint. We don't know for sure. Uh, but he re- certainly had received the Lord Jesus as his Savior and uh, knew him as Lord and Savior. But uh, um, jo- the Lord sees us not as we are as, you know, in our sinful flesh, but if we're saved, what does he see? He sees us in Christ. Uh, and he sees upon us the robes of righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are clothed in his righteousness. And so uh, what a wonderful truth that is, our position in Christ. Uh, the Lord loved John with an overarching, everlasting love, just as he loves each of us with that type of love, our um, personal love. And when the Lord also sees the church. He loves the church. The Bible says he loved the church and gave himself for it. And each of us as members of that body, the local church, um, God, God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, gave himself for me. He gave himself for you. And we will one day see him again in that literal fulfillment of what John saw on the Isle of Patmos uh, as he does return, as he uh, does catch us up and takes us to that place that he has prepared for us. And I want to look, take a look at what John experienced um, and that we would also be able to pattern our walk after the walk that John had. Uh, John the Beloved walked with God, as I said, in rapture in the title. Um, and I said it, I'm speaking of the intense pleasure or joy, uh, that idea as he saw the Lord, what, what a joyful time that would have been. And seeing him again after, after the Lord went to heaven, of course, he got to walk with him uh, for three and a half years or so. But um, one day we will do the same. Either through death or the rapture of the church, we will walk personally with him uh, in his literal physical presence. But uh, John's rapture, as he saw his beloved Lord in, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, and then verses 12 to 13, Revelation 1, verse 10, uh, he says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Uh, so he was uh, worshiping in the Spirit, that's capital S there, and the Holy Spirit leading him. And he said, And I heard a great voice as of a trumpet. Verse 12, and I turned to see the voice that spake unto me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. I can only imagine the thrill that John felt as he saw the Lord Jesus Christ in all of his glory. And uh, we, we get a glimpse of that as we read that. But um, one day, just like today, and it could be today, our rapture uh, will be the same as John as we see our beloved Lord as He is. We see Him now by the eye of faith. We see Him in the Scriptures. But someday we will see Him as He is. And I'm looking forward to that day. First uh, uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 8. 1 Peter 1, 8 says, uh, Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now, right now we rejoice with joy unspeakable, but wow, what about that day? <laughs> Beyond unspeakable. Uh, you know, the Bible says, I have not seen or ear heard the things that God has in store for them that love him. Uh, you know, that, that day is going to be such a, a day of rapture. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Beloved, now, now are we the sons of God. What a wonderful truth. <laughs> if you've trusted Christ as Savior, you are a child of God. Um, and that, that's your position. Praise the Lord. Now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, 
But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Uh, what rapture we will experience on that day. But as we walk with God right now, we can have that rapture, uh, that joy that is unspeakable and full of glory as we, as we look at, through the eye of faith at our wonderful Lord. John's rapture, uh, we see also as he was caught up to heaven um, in, in uh, that vision there in, in, uh, as he was given the revelation, his ultimate home. Revelation chapter 4, the book of Revelation chapter 4, and uh, look at verses 1 and 2. John says this, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must, must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne." From the exile on the Isle of Patmos, a barren rock of an island, to the glory of God's heaven was beyond imagination. <laughs> he was transported there um, and, and saw these things. And our rapture, when in the twinkling of an eye, we are caught up uh, to be with the Lord, uh, to be with the Lord forever. Uh, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Finally home. Um, you know, I, we, we, are, we are three months into a six-month journey and we're enjoying visiting supporting churches. We're enjoying visiting family. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to being home. <laughs> and I know you've been that way too when you've been on a long trip. Uh, but just the rapture of being finally in our eternal home where we'll never leave again. Uh, we'll never have to, have to travel again. Uh, praise the Lord for that. We're looking forward to that heavenly home. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 uh, mentioned this verse earlier, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered in the heart of man. You can't even imagine um, the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. We just have little glimpses of what uh, the Lord has prepared for us. But uh, someday it will, be, it will be all there and we will see it, we'll experience. Through the rapture of the church or through death, we will one day step onto that shore and find uh, what God has prepared for us uh, and we'll see our Savior and we'll bow before Him and worship Him. Uh, what glory. Um, there's a song that says, There is coming a day when no heartache shall see has come, uh, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye, all is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, um, glorious day, that shall be. And I'm looking forward to that day. John's rapture, uh, as he was caught up into heaven, he saw that heavenly home. Uh, John's rapture, we can think of tonight also as of seeing the saints of God um, among, uh, along with loved ones uh, that are there. Uh, I don't know if John recognized any of those, any of those saints that he saw, uh, but he probably did. Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Revelation 5, 8 and 9 says, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, speaking of Jesus, of course, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, kindred and tongue and people and nation." Um, those saints of God, those elders around the throne, the four and twenty elders, and, and uh, those from every, every people and nation, he was able to see those. And someday we will see all of those, 
And praise the Lord that we have a part as we reach out with the gospel in uh, reaching, reaching people all over the world from every nation and every tongue. And uh, John was the last of the, the apostles to die, as far as we know, um, and was probably in his late 90s uh, when it was his time to, to meet the Lord through death. Um, and he, was, he had more on the other side than he had on this side at that point, I'm sure. Uh, our, rapture, our rapture, if we think about that, when we um, see those who we've loved in, in both the, our physical families and our church family again, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, the comfort given there, uh, as the Apostle Paul wrote in, in verses 13 and 14, he says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others, which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus shall God bring with him. Those that have passed on before us, uh, they're going to come with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will meet them in the air and see them and be reunited with them for all eternity. Uh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. Oh, and we also sing that hymn, Oh, that will be glory for me. Glory for me. Uh, just uh, thinking about those things just excites my heart. I hope it excites yours tonight. Uh, John's rapture we could also see tonight in, in seeing a new heaven and a new earth with no curse and no sin. As we sang one of those songs tonight, the Lord just, just squeezed my heart. Um, his great forgiveness, His great salvation. And that ought to be the, the, the rapture on our hearts tonight. Um, seeing that new heaven, the new earth, um, being in the presence of the Lord. No more sin. Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21, verses 1 and 2, describes that. It says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Wow. Um, what a thing to see. Something that we will see in the future. First Corinthians, uh, our, our rapture, First Corinthians chapter 15, we'll read that in a moment. But I want to think our, about our rapture of experiencing the change from this sinful world and this aging and corrupt and uh, sin, sin-cursed body into eternity's perfection. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 50 to 53, wonderful verses. He says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Uh, those of us that are still alive at that point. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put, must put on immortality. I'm looking forward to that day when, when uh, I'm not, it's not, Romans chapter 7 is not true of me. As that conflict is always there with the old nature um, and the new man. And uh, praise the Lord, someday that's going to be gone. And we're going to be in a body that's perfect, perfect, that is like unto Christ's body, and to live all, for all eternity without the burden of sin, without the presence of sin. What a wonderful day that will be. There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no pain, 
No more parting over there. And forever I will be or we will be uh, with the one who died for me. What a day. Glorious day. That will be. And then lastly tonight I want to think about this. We see John's rapture of experiencing eternity while still uh, in the flesh here on this earth. Revelation chapter 10 Verse 6, Revelation 10, verse 6, um, John wrote, he says, And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things which are therein, um, and there, that there should be time no longer. John knew that he was quickly approaching eternity. And he was thrilled both to, to experience it in advance but also to see it ushered in when he, when he met the Lord. Um, our rapture one day to see that day through John's eyes now, uh, and we can see that now by the, by the revelation of Scripture and uh, by our eyes of faith, but our rapture when we are actually forever with the Lord. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? Um, and we're still in the flesh here. Um, We're bound by time. That verse we read from Revelation 10, 6. There should be time no longer. Uh, we're all bound within time, are we not? Um, we, can't, we can't escape it. But someday we're going to spend eternity without worrying about time uh, with the Lord forever and ever. Um, I, can't, I can't fathom that. We can't fathom that. We can't even imagine living without time, can we? But, uh, but someday we will. And I'm looking forward to that day. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17. I mentioned this earlier. I read it earlier, I guess. But then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a day that will be when, I, when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. What rapture, what rapture we will experience. But what rapture we can have now as we just think upon these things, as we uh, consider what John was able to see, uh, was privileged to see by the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ and was able to share with us as we read uh, the scripture and what the Apostle Paul shared with us. But as John the Beloved walked with God in rapture, uh, as he was here on this earth, looking forward to what he knew was coming, and he'd had more of a glimpse of it than we have, um, we too will one day do the same. But the question tonight is, uh, a couple questions. First of all, do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? See, none of the, you have no hope of any of this if you've never received the free gift of God. And he wants you to have it. The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And uh, the Lord Jesus died on the cross. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And but as many as received him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them to believe on his name, have you received him. If you haven't, uh, someone would be glad to take a Bible tonight and help you. Uh, see how you can trust Christ as your Savior. You can turn in, from repent, in repentance from sin and dead works and receive the gift of God. Um, now the question is this. Uh, have, you have you 
seen the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you walking with Him in rapture? Have you let your spiritual eyes look upon Him? Are you looking forward to the future uh, while walking with Him every day? Walking, you know, we sing that song, Higher Ground. I want to live above the world. We can live above the world by the power of Christ as we let Christ live in and through us. Paul said, uh, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Uh, how can we serve the Lord in Canada? Um, we can't. Not in our own flesh. The only way we can serve the Lord in Canada, or anywhere, is by the power of God in us, dying to self and letting Him live in and through us. The only way you can serve God here in Southington, Connecticut, in Central Baptist Church, is by dying to self and letting Christ live through you. Have you let, let Him have your life? If, you, if you've received Him as Savior, does He have you? Does He have your dedication? Does He have your uh, possession of your heart? As, as, he, as he said of David, here's a man after my own heart. Um, and if you're here tonight and not saved, we'd invite you to let someone take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Thank you so much for listening. I hope the Lord will work in your heart tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much.